Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, founder of the app Volley, Josh Little. Josh is the founder of four tech companies, Maestro, Bloomfire, Quizzer, and Volley that have been collectively used by hundreds of millions of people and featured in TechCrunch, Mashable, Entrepreneur Inc., and Forbes. With two successful exits and a third anticipated, he's currently on a mission to provide the world with a more meaningful way to communicate with his fourth creation, Volley, a video messaging app. If you want to decrease your meetings by 20 to 50%, then this episode is a must listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Josh Little on the show today. Josh, welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Absolutely. So I love getting into state. So let's uh, let's go ahead and do those three power breaths that I, I talked about. So we're going to breathe in through the belly, up through our, our chest, and raise our hands above our head. Go ahead, breathe in. And out. Another breath in. And out. Final breath in. And out. All right. Now I'm going to count down three, two, one. We're going to yell boom at the top of our lungs, get the energy up. I know you're standing. We're going to have a great conversation today in three, two, one, and boom, boom. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You're playing, playing along, Josh. So let's get right to it. Morning habits, rituals, routines. I feel that they are the foundation for success personally and professionally in life. What's one or two things you do first thing in the morning that kind of create that path towards success for you. Yeah, th this is developed over time. And to get the right story arc, I, ha I have to start with why my morning is a two-hour stack of, of ritual because uh, you can mark on a calendar or in my blood work when I started a company versus when I exited the company because the volley is now my fourth. And I'm, I'm just from when I start to when I end, I'm a fatter, sicker, worse human being. And so I've really tried to develop this ritual with, with Volley, now my fourth, that I have to be a healthier, more beautiful uh, human being when I, when I end is when I, when I started. And so my morning is really, um, you know, waking up around 6 a.m., 45 minutes, uh, exercise every day, 45 minutes of either strength training or cardio, um, which set me up in the right mood, the right state to, uh, for about an hour of meditation, which I'll speak, you know, just broadly at meditation, but it's all, uh, for me, it's hard, hard to talk about that without talking about God, where my meditation and focus is centered in, in prayer and just kind of reviewing, uh, my life, my day, practicing gratitude, expressing love, being love and, and trying to receive that love within that, that hour. So that's my morning. That gets me in the right place to uh, breathe deeply, start my day and to create. 
Love it. And I love exercise. Exercise is so, so vitally important to running hard, having that energy throughout your day, right? The, the endorphin rush release that you get is so incredibly powerful, right? I always say if, if there's a magic pill, it's exercise, right? You, you have the ability to do it, but so many don't. So love that piece. And then meditation obviously is a uh, huge component. Love uh, the connection you have with, with God there, as well as just reviewing and, and having some, some alone time to really quiet your mind and, and uh, have it guide you moving forward. So, so truly appreciate those shares. So tell, tell the audience, obviously Volley is your fourth, fourth company. Tell, tell a little bit about your background. And I know we're going to dive into, you know, building elite teams, how to reduce meanings by, by 20 to, to 50%. Can't wait to get into that, but let's, let's hear a little bit about your journey. Well, sure. I started as a teacher. Um, that's that's what uh, th those were the th one of the three options presented to me growing up in rural Michigan. You can either work at the prison, work at the power company like my dad did, or uh, you can be a teacher. Uh, so I chose teacher. But I, I realized when I was doing my student teaching that was not going to be my thing. I taught in public school for a year and then tried to figure out what could someone with this skill set do for the world. And I quickly realized um, sales was one of those things. If you can motivate 11th graders to not burn down the school and to learn about American history, you can sell someone a thing. Um, and, and I was quite good at sales. I went to three Fortune 500 companies kind of making uh, the process of becoming a number one or a top sales rep in the division and then being invited in-house to do uh, sales training because, of course, my education background, that that made a lot of sense. And it was actually my third company, uh, striker that I was at. Um, I was trying to build a global training program, trying to build this new thing called e-learning, this online learning. This is 2005, 2006. Okay. And we didn't have the tools that existed today. And um, it was a total circus uh, trying to pull together this e-learning program, working with 3D animators and videographers and content writers and software providers. And I thought there should just be a company that does this. And I looked around to try to find that company, couldn't do it. It was a full-time job for me. So I, I thought, well, let me just start the company that I wish existed. And so I okay. did. And that company was Maestro. And it turns out pretty much every other person in medical and pharma at the time wanted the same thing. So we quickly became... Um, the go-to to build out your online e-learning program for your reps, your surgeons, your nurses at the time um, and, and had the who's who of medical and pharma clients. And today Maestro builds um, training programs for Facebook and my, Netflix and, you know, my all kinds of cool companies. Um, but we started in kind of a, a healthcare or medical place. And, and it was really from the back of Maestro um, that I got to see the, the the problems that existed across companies, uh, across uh, learning programs, because we, we got to work with dozens of them and realized that actually only 10% of what you learn that you, to do your job, uh, you learn from quotes training, which we were doing at Maestro, but the other 90% you learn from sharing you know a text message or an email or that conversation around the water cooler, the video that that person created. All of this social learning that happens in an organization that's just not captured, that's not searchable. Gotcha. Um, so we created a, a platform called Bloomfire, which was a social learning platform way ahead of its time. But uh, today, of course, we're going to share knowledge with each other at work uh, with videos and screen records. But at the time, it was a new new idea. Um, and so 
Uh, Built Bloomfire, it was acquired pretty quick because it was it was hot. It was a hot idea at the time, but needed more refinement. Um, so that was acquired in 2011. I sold Maestro to my partner then and took a year off before starting my third company, Quizzer. Um, this, I feel like I'm digging too deep with the story. The story gets long, but Quiz, Quizzer, we built a quiz tool for teachers and trainers okay. that gave it blank stares. Um, but then publishers started embedding quizzes in the website and just blew it up. We had a couple hundred million users in in within six months, uh, wow. kind of, if you remember that time in history when you couldn't go on Facebook without seeing a, which Harry Potter character are you quiz or which spirit and that was, right. if, if, if you remember that time, you probably use quizzer. Um, and then, uh, after quizzer took about four years off, uh, before really figuring out what it was I wanted to, to do with the world and, and enter volley. And that's what I've been working on for the last 18 months. Thanks. Appreciate you, uh, you sharing that journey and what a journey from from teacher to to what you're what you're doing now. So let's let's touch on. I know we wanted to talk about building elite teams, reducing meetings by twenty to to fifty percent. And I know just personally that there are people that still go meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting all day long and they can't get anything done. So let's mm-hmm. let, uh, share share what you have learned about building elite teams and and then let's let's unpack that strategies to to reduce meeting time well let's actually go into meetings first because i think that um that that does dovetail nicely into volley which is so so volley just to set the stage is a is a communication product that allows you to communicate asynchronously so we take turns in volley just like uh, this conversation except you record your turn with video it's a video messaging tool um, which gives us the richness of talking with the flexibility of texting and that's interesting because if you think about it there's really only two ways you can communicate with your team you can either type or you can talk and today we have and we've had these these two ways for hundreds of years you, you you can either write an email a slack message or you can chat or you can get in a room or on a zoom those are your two options and companies are you know stuck on slack crack and zoom doom like you said back to back to back meetings all day because you have to talk to move work forward there's no way mm-hmm. around it even when we went remote, we all felt the pain. Zoom fatigue hits in because we're now doing back to back to back because the only way we can actually move work forward is is talk. And the only way we can do that is Zoom. And with Volley, we're really offering another alternative okay. um, where you can talk. Um, you can use video messaging to to talk just like you were in real person, but it's just not at the same time. It's asynchronous. So uh, most meetings don't really need to be at the same time. You don't need to listen to me while I talk and I don't need to listen to you while you talk. And by just creating that little separation, we create all sorts of benefits. Uh, I can now listen to you at 2x because I can I can listen to speech sped up two to three times faster than you can speak it. You can speak seven times faster than you can type it. So we're both faster already. And I can take the three, 30 or 300 seconds that I need to think about what you just said and be thoughtful, maybe do a little research and get back and say, hmm, you know, actually I was thinking this and come up with a fundamentally better response. So the ability to speed up the conversation, taking time to think, all make what would have been a meeting, uh, what would have just been a sponge to soak up 30 minutes, something that is actually just a few volleys back and forth that we did in two or three minutes that 
we didn't have to schedule that we tucked into corners of our day asynchronously. Um, and uh, com- companies and teams are are seeing at least 20%, if not 50% of uh, their interactions with each other falling in this category that can totally be done asynchronously, which is super exciting. I, I love that. And I love how one, people now need to be more intentional with what they're recording, right? So if you're sending it to someone you're not speaking necessarily to to the larger group. You're speaking to someone it's specifically, and it's it's better than email for sure, right? And how many times have emails bounced back and forth, and you get people that interpret emails differently, and and then mm-hmm. they're rubbed the wrong way, and and uh, we're inherently negative in in how we interpret things. So uh, eliminating that and going back and forth uh, seems incredibly powerful for for sure. It, uh, if it matters how you say it, uh, not just what you say, then absolutely, because email or text-based communication is only 7% of the communication picture. The rest is filled in with tone of voice, what we sound right. like when we say it, and what we look like when we say it. It's why we're we're uh, on this call looking at each other now and not just emailing this interview back and forth. It'd be pretty terrible, probably, if if we were. And it'd take you know, seven times the amount of time to say what we're trying to say. So for all of those reasons, we're trying to give you the speed uh, and the richness of talking, but give you that flexibility of texting. So it's very much a new type of communication in, in the world's trying to figure out like, how do we use this and where do we fit this into corners of our day? And so that it's just been really exciting to work with our users and see meetings, uh, you know, fall by the wayside, increase connection with remote teams and just fundamentally better communication um, because uh, we we can now see each other and hear each other and we get full context and empathy. It's really hard to hide um, that you're having a bad day uh, when you're face to face, but it is, it is, it's easy to hide if, if you're in an email or Slack messages all day with your team. Right. Right. So, so true. And then obviously it's a new platform change for people to adopt, absorb, push out. How have these, how, how has the marketplace been reacting to, uh, to Volley and the customers that have been using it? Well, uh, actually we built Volley to help teams move work forward. That's what we, that was our initial thought. Like, oh, this, you know, the remote, the the pandemic hits, everyone's working remote. The world needs a new way to communicate that increases connection and all of these things. So that's, that was our deliberate strategy in building Volley. And it's been great. We've got thousands of teams using it. Um, but the thing that's actually taking off faster than that, that we didn't build it for is all of these little communities that are popping up. These, okay. uh, so we just had one yesterday called Teachers to Tech. It's um, someone who was a teacher that transitioned into tech, and she's helping other teachers make that transition. And all these little learning communities and creators that have kind of their VIP fans and clients that they're they're coaching um, that are popping up that are just tearing the product up. And we're like, oh, we like that, you know. So. A lot of times you build a product for one thing and then it ends up getting used for another. I think it's too early to tell. I think we're kind of seeing that with with Valley at the time. So response has been good generally from the market, but definitely using it as a community product to increase that connection and cohesion and that sense of belonging. Yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense that we would have a a face-to-face flexible 
community that we can contribute to over time. So uh, I like it. We'll go with it. There you go. And so that leads in kind of to the next question. I know you wanted to talk about going from zero to one, but then also finding your first 10, hundred thousand customers. So shed some light on, on those two pieces. Yeah. So it's a question I get quite often about, uh, from entrepreneurs, um, like how do I find my first 10 customers? How do I know if this is even a thing? How can I even figure this out? And so it's, it's what I spend a lot of time myself trying to figure out a process for this. And I teach it at universities and places I speak. Um, this, this whole process I go through to try to validate an idea. And then once you have it, how do you get your first 10 customers? And it always feels elusive. It feels hard, like you've got to go out and market. But the thing is, your first 10 customers most likely are coming from a place that you already know. You already probably know some of these people. Like everyone probably knows 10 teachers, for example. Like if your product's an education product, you can probably talk to those 10 teachers. And I'll guarantee you those 10 teachers know 10 or if not hundreds of other teachers. And in that little pool, you'll be able to find your first 10 customers. And if you can't, you probably don't have something. Um, mm. Just had a great conversation with Gib Biddle, who was the head of product at Netflix when um, they went from DVDs to streaming. Okay. Um, and he, he, he gave me this quote and I wrote it down immediately. And he said, good ideas aren't brittle. And I said, yes, that's so good. Meaning if it's really a good idea, you kind of can't screw it up. Like it, if you don't have it right or the execution isn't perfect, It'll just work. It'll take off it like a rock rolling down a hill. But if you feel like you're pushing this rock up a hill, you really can't find your first 10 customers. I don't think it's a problem of marketing. It's probably a problem with the fundamental idea. Okay. Um, and, it, and it's not ex exciting enough at this point. So it's really about trying to get that idea right and then use existing networks and, and folks that you already know to leverage and get you those first 10 customers. And then Getting to a hundred is easy after that. Easier after that ten, and getting to a thousand is easier after that hundred. Different strategies uh, come into place to to kind of level those up. But usually, what I what what I get most is like, how do I get zero to one? How do I get those first ten customers uh, to actually use my product? Gotcha. So really, it's looking at your network of people that are experiencing something that you've built a product for or a service for that, that you might've been in that place before. So uh, just, just going through that mental Rolodex or, or your network. And, and I feel like networking is definitely a lost art these days where in the social media landscape, people are pitching, pitching, pitching rather than, Hey, can we have an honest conversation? Can I find out a little bit more about Josh? You found out a little bit more about Jeff. And, and that's just, it's refreshing when people take that approach from a connection perspective. Have you, have you felt that as well? Absolutely. Uh, we see it with our whole user base of volley, just how, how, how the one-to-one -one dynamic is still king. Just the personal connection still makes the difference. I know if I, if I were to send, uh, we have about 50 investors in volley. If I were to send okay. an email to all of them or a volley to all of them uh, and just say, Hey, I need this. I get probably zero uh, offers. But if I went to each of them and just said, Hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. Hey, and called them by name, reached out, tailored that message. I'll get 50, 
50 offers to help, 50 intros, 50 whatever. So it's really about reaching out to the one person, the one individually. It's not it's not putting a Facebook post out that's like, hey, I'm working on this product because you, you're going to get your mom to give you a thumbs up and, you know, right. a cousin to say this, whatever. But but when you reach out to an individual, it's like, hey, I'm working on this. I could really use your help. Do you know any? That's when the magic happens. It's that personal connection. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so true. I, I love that. Uh, love that piece. And, and thanks for sharing that, that story. I think that framed it up definitely, uh, definitely well. So Josh, where can people find out more about Volley? Where can they, uh, where can they find out more about you? Yeah. Uh, the best way right now is uh, volleyapp.com, V-O-L-L-E-Y-A-P-P. Um, and uh, you kind of can't help getting connected with me if you download volley at this point because we you get it added to a conversation called hello volley with with the volley team which i'm very active on so uh, yeah volleyapp.com right now the product's free it won't be forever um so if you you grab the product right now my promise to the world is what's free will remain free so um yeah go grab it while it's hot love it thank you uh thank you josh so much for being on the show you bet it's been my pleasure thanks jeff Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.